This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Is there a cat doctor in the house? Huh? How about an inventor? Cats have what we often refer to as so-called nine lives. But our special guest today is living two very great lives concurrently. She is one of the country's top veterinarians and the inventor of a game-changing hunting feeder for cats. Plus, (laughs) I love this part, she has the coolest names for her very fortunate pets. A pair of cats named Phoebe and Bean, plus a dog, (laughs) I love this, named Plankton the Junkyard Dog. Please join me in giving pause and applause to the multi-talented Dr. Liz Bales. Welcome to the show, Dr. Liz. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. I have some additions to make to your list. Okay, bring them on. Who's the new ones? This summer, we added Strawberry the Pony. Oh, okay. Strawberry the Pony and soon for my 11-year-old. And we've had such a blast just being out in the pasture. We're not fancy. We're just loving it. Yeah, And so we're adding mom's getting a horse now named Piglet. Now, before we go to a commercial break, I'm praying, praying that your daughters are not named like Piglet or Strawberry. You know, names are a big thing around here. I named them very normal names and they both have decided that they would like to make their own name. Oh, okay. So what is their given name and what are their names that respond to? My 16-year-old is Olivia. That's pretty. And she decided her name is Via. Via, okay. And my younger one is named Teresa after my very best friend who passed away from leukemia. So that name is very precious to me. And we call her Reese for Teresa. Oh, cool. And she has decided that her name is Rowan. Oh, okay, Rowan. All right, guys, brace yourself, strap yourself in. The good doctor is here, Dr. Liz Bales. We're going to talk about ways that we can be better humans for our feline friends. And she's going to surprise you with some things. But first, we got to take a commercial break. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Welcome to Fall and Winter. Now, this is a great time to take your dog on a hike in the woods, maybe go on a camping trip or a road trip. But just like us, changes in weather can actually impact the skin and ears of our dogs and cats. So if you got a pet who's scratching his ears, chewing on his coat or rolling in mud, help is here. 
Zymox. For inflamed and itchy paws and coats, you can use the Zymox topical spray. For itchy and irritated ear issues, you can use Zymox enzymatic ear solution. And for baths, you can treat your dog or cat to Zymox shampoo and conditioners. Now, Zymox has been your pet's safe and trusted health ally for 20 plus years. So you can pick up Zymox at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, just visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Do it for your pet. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. As mentioned, our special guest is Dr. Liz Bales. For more than two decades, she's been one of the leading pioneers in the field of veterinary medicine. She's an inventor. She's a speaker and a writer, and uh, she serves on a lot of veterinary advisory boards. What I love is that she founded a company named Doc and Phoebe's Cat Company, and that led to the invention of what she calls the hunting feeder for cats. It's mouse-shaped, and it's a food puzzle that works that noodle of your cat and taps their inner hunter. Oh, she didn't just stop there. She now recently, during COVID, created a revolutionary carrier for cats. Oh my gosh, Dr. Liz, we got a lot to cover today. So let's get started. I mean, let's talk about the cat carrier because I'm thinking of a cat carrier and with cats, I've jokingly said it's the three C's of terror, the carrier, the car, the clinic. So tell us how you're kind of reducing that. Yeah in our cats with your cool new cat carrier. I know this is radio, but you're smart. How do we describe it to our ears? So here's the thing. I call cat carriers, there will be blood. And what's so awesome is that when you understand what makes a cat a cat, everything becomes perfectly clear to me anyway. So what's a carrier's job? A carrier is a just a way to keep a cat contained and safe to get from point A to point B. And it would be super at point B if it happens to be coming to see me as a veterinarian, if it's very easy for me to keep the cat, open the carrier and keep the cat chill. Yeah, exactly. Because you you like your fingers and things like that. Yeah. So what we do is we take a creature who is, here's some important things. Cats are a creature of space. So when you're going to the doctor or you take your dog to the vet, yeah. it, is, it is the presence of someone else or something else that makes you feel safe. Not for a cat. A cat feels safe by their surroundings, that they are used to it and it smells like them. So what do we do? We take this cold piece of plastic and metal from the garage or the <laughs> attic or the yeah. nether regions of the house. And the only time that we use it is when we're going to take them to the vet. So it smells like the time they were jammed in there last time and they're totally afraid. We maybe bring it out the night before, but it's usually five minutes before we're leaving. We are totally anxious. Normally we're loving them and petting them and giving that word wreck. 
<laughs> and we're jamming them in there. And we're, they're like, what is going on? Why are you attacking me? This new thing is totally scary. And like you said, now we're going to up the ante by putting them in a car in a yeah. scary thing. And they have nothing to cling to that makes them feel safe. Okay. The whole job of me is to turn what is nightmares for cats and people into our superpower. Okay. So when you understand that a cat is a creature of space, that they feel safe when a thing smells like them, has their fur on it, has the happy pheromones on it, we could actually take that carrier that is their worst nightmare and turn it into their best friend. So what we want to do is take the carrier. What I've learned in the past 20 plus years is we have to make the people happy too. So I took a very familiar shape of a thing that is relatively nondescript. So everybody's seen a cat cave. So I took the shape of a cat cave and that's something. I'm sorry. I got to sit there and go, no, 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 cat man. I really love that. So I want to be, was it Robin? Who, who made all the inventions? I don't know. The Q in, in 007. But so, so we have a cat cave, which is a space a cat's naturally going to want to be in. It's attractive. So you're going to want to have it in your house. Right. And what I did now, anybody who's my age, which is old. I have you beat. <laughs> Transformers from the 80s, right? More than meets the eye. So we, I took the idea of a transformer. So how can I have a carrier that's a bed that the human is going to love having around, that the cat is going to want to spend every day in? And then when it's time to go to the vet, everything's in one piece. So there's nothing new introduced. It doesn't smell like anything new. It doesn't look like anything new. So I made it so that where the hole is for the cat to go in and out yeah. is actually, it turns into a zippable screen that you just, and super easy. It's, it's nothing like what you're used to. And then when, and then the, the handles actually pull out from the side. So when it's in your house, it just looks like a cat cave, but the handles actually pull out from the side nice. and then attach up above. And then now, wait, the there's way, more. Wait, there's more. I'm like the Ron Poupil of cats. But when we take that typical plastic cat carrier that we've shoved our cat into, and at least one of us is bleeding, maybe both, <laughs> we then hold it by that handle oh, yeah. and we swing it like it's a handbag. So I like to say, remember your cat's in there. And even though I put handle straps on it, your cat and I would both prefer that you carry it from the bottom. Don't swing them, please. I know it sounds silly, but I'm thinking about being in a tilt-a-world and I'm my stomach's getting a little nauseous. And and in a tilt-a-world, you got on of your own free will and you know you're getting off. Like your cat has no frame of reference to understand what's happening. So now they're traveling to the vet in their safe space that smells like them and feels like them. And then when they get to the vet, I put in a big zipper all the way around like a clamshell. So instead of having to drag them out or pull them out or shake them out, which like who wouldn't love to be jammed yeah. into a cold box, shaken all around, gotten in a weird car that smells crazy and you don't understand, swung left and right to and fro. Now I finally get where I'm going and I get shaken or pulled out of the scary cold thing onto another scary cold thing. Like, and, and the vet visit didn't go well. You're kidding me. Yeah. 
I got gotcha. you. So now, so now you just unzip. It's not a scary noise. Right. And the cat then gets to be examined by the vet. You open it like a clamshell and the cat gets to be examined by the vet in their bed that smells like them and feels like them and looks, you know, all the good things. So we took that sense of space and used it to help ourselves because what I want you to do is put a treat in there every single day, just one, okay. even one piece of kibble. And so it's go your cat's going to want to be in there. Now don't do it like a Labrador retriever, sit, stay. Just let it find the nice treat in there. Every They'll find it, trust me. Oh, yeah. And it's going to associate that carrier with good, happy things. And when you're talking about that, so how do you get your paws on this carrier? I want you to keep inventing things. So I know you can go to Doc and Phoebe, D-O-C-A-N-D-P-H-O-E-B-E.com. Is that where we go or where? Because I think a lot of people got some cash they want to get. Right. Uh, spend. That, that would be good. Right now, it's a little bit challenging because COVID has shaken up my world like a snow globe. I think that you will be able to get it on Amazon right now. Hope what my favorite thing is your veterinarian or your local mom and pop pet store. Okay. Distribution is all crazy right now. So right. Uh, you can probably get it on Amazon. In California, you can get it at Pet Food Express. Down South, you can get it at the pet supermarket. But if you ask for it, it's called the Sleep and Go by Doc and Phoebe. Okay, there you go. I want your vet to have it. But what I want, as it turns out, usually doesn't matter. I have a pretty cool vet, by the way. Fear free. Yeah, yeah fear free. Yeah. Or email me at meowatdocandphoebe.com and we'll figure it out how to get it to you. You know, hopefully okay. it will be everywhere soon. But distribution is just the world's upside down. That's okay. Hey, everybody, we're speaking with Dr. Liz Bales, and she graduated from the vet school, Penn, University of Pennsylvania. That's a tough school. And I say that even though I went to lowly Purdue. <gasps> I love Purdue. Purdue. Purdue had a pretty good, uh, I didn't go to vet school there, guys. I just got my undergrad, uh, but had steak and shake nearby. Really nice. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, cats, I mean, I know you love dogs. I know you love horses. I know you love your kids. What is the magnet that draws you to cats? I mean, you're a major cat advocate for them. Why? It would be much easier just hanging out with a bunch of dogs that will say, yes, sit, stay. Cats are like, let's talk. Let's I figure this out. just so unbelievably fascinated by them. Mm -hmm. I'm actually allergic to cats. So as <laughs> much hilarious. as I love all animals, I wasn't able to cuddle and use a cat like a stuffed animal. Right. So I spent my life just observing them. And when you do that, you think about a cat for a cat's sake, not how they're serving you and your Very emotional good. needs. Yeah. And I found it fascinating. And then when I was in school, I had the great privilege of having my behavior professor be Dr. Karen Overall, who is wow. one of the world's greatest behaviorists of all time yeah, and an amazing, brilliant person. And she would just like show us a video of some cat behavior situation. Like for instance, one cat's attacking the other. And then she would ask us to describe what we saw. And then she would say, completely wrong. Really good. What you don't understand is, and she would explain to us, the cats are so different than people that when we take a human way of understanding situations and try to interpret cat behavior through that human template, if you will, we get it totally wrong. So 
I had to learn a whole new way of thinking to be able to understand what's going on with them and then help them and help the people understand them. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the entire world. Wow. And now in your family, are there any other inventors? Or were you the person when you were a little kid, you might have had your Barbie dolls and your Transformers, and you created a colony or something? Did you do a lot of mix and match as a kid? No, none. I like to, <laughs> to create things. I like interior design. I'm always up to something. Yeah. But, but I'm a problem solver. I just can't stand when someone says, yeah, right. But what am I supposed to do about it? I'm just like, um, something, we're going to do something about it. Good. And in 2014, I learned that the number one cause of death for cats was nothing I was treating in my veterinary hospital and nothing anyone that I knew was treating in their veterinary hospital. I learned that the number one cause of death for cats was euthanasia as a result of being unwanted because of a behavior problem. Wow. And that blew my mind. So here we have this body of knowledge about what cats need, how they see the world, how that's different than people. Like we actually had all the information and then no one, not no one. You weren't applying it. Yeah, right. But there wasn't a commercially available solution to house and feed cats the way they need. Well, let's right there because I want to tease our listeners. We have to take a quick commercial break, but you guys, are you ready? Are you in the edges of your seats? The good doctor, Dr. Liz Bales, is going to give us some very affordable, very smart, very cat pro ways to make mealtime more enriching and save your sofa. So let's take this commercial break. We'll be right back. Sit and stay. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Pause up, everybody. Arden Moore here from the All Behave show. Got a good book for your ears. We're talking about the Macmillan audiobook called When Harry Met Minnie. It's a memoir from Martha Teichner. Yep, that same CBS Sunday Morning News correspondent. It's about how her dog, Minnie, met Harry, another bull terrier. But it's more than that. It's more than a boy dog meets girl dog fairy tale. Because what transpires is a deep and meaningful friendship between two women with complicated lives and a mutual love of bull terriers. Please order When Harry Met Minnie today, wherever audiobooks are sold. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. This is Jackson Galaxy from Animal Planet's My Cat from Hell. And I'm here with Arden Moore on the wonderful Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. Don't miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBH show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a great time talking to you, Dr. Liz. I wish you lived closer or we could Always. just twinkle our nose. Now I'm really showing my age. Tinkle, tinkle, tink. And, and <laughs> poof, be there. Um, but you're a game changer. You are a game changer for cats, for veterinary medicine. So the food, when you talk about food and I do the nutrition column, every issue in Catster, that's like talking about, you know, religion and politics in the same breath. That's a real tight line to weave on, to step on because people have this, I know kind of attitude. 
But talk about how you're doing it for the cats and ways that maybe might enlighten people that think, I just throw it in a bowl and they eat and all's good. So like you said, particularly how you feed it, what you feed a cat is extremely controversial and can cause really brawls, knockdown drag outs between otherwise very peaceful people. But what I focus on is what's best for the cat and what does the data show us about what's best for the cat. And before you start you at home, you know who you are, you're already halfway out of your mouth is something to say to me. Just take one second and I want you to think about behavior. So what a cat eats is actually half of the equation. For a cat, mealtime is not just about the consumption of calories. Cats are really unique in that they hunt, catch, play, eat many, many times a day. One cat in nature, if they are not being fed by humans, they need to eat between eight and 12 mice every single day. So what that translates to is that 80% of the time they're awake, they're hunting. And it's not like they're being put out, you know, like a human thinks I'm not going to make them work for their food. That's mean. It turns out that's incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. That is actually, I understand why people feel that way. It just isn't true. So for a cat, they actually need that hunt, catch, play before they eat a ping pong ball size meal. Jeez. Many, I wish, many times. I wish I did that, but COVID got the best of me. Okay. <laughs> My jeans are not tight. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they need, they need little meals often. So they need to actually express that, to use fancy words here, but express that predatory behavior and then have it followed by a, a small meal. And in nature, that mostly, cats are opportunistic. So they'll hunt and kill, even if you just fed them, by the way, they're one of the only species that will hunt and kill even if they're not hungry. Wow. And if there's three mice or three birds that they can get in a row, they'll get all of them and then go back and eat. It's just very rare that other mice and birds hang around when they're seeing another of their kind become dinner. But that drive, yeah. that drive to hunt is a, it, it's a need. It's actually part of their healthy, emotional, normal behavior. So we bring them inside and we think that we're helping them. We think that we're being good to them by feeding them from a bowl. But it turns out it's kind of like, you know, being stuck in your house in COVID and never being able to do your normal thing that you always do. Right. It actually becomes enormously stressful. All right. So let's talk about the hunting feeder. And I'm not trying to sound like a commercial because it is revolutionary what you're doing. It is game changing. So you have this thing that looks like a mouse. And apologies, I'm going to say it right now. There are some cats that are Einstein's. There's some cats that we always say, well, she has a cute face. Well, she's kind of like the Forrest Gump a little bit. So you have it rigged so that when you put the treat or the kibble in, it can be a big opening for those little kitties that won't be going to the University of Pennsylvania. Or you have ones that you can move it so that's a, a little bit harder to get out for the feline Einsteins, right? I like that. Yes. And here's what I want to say. Again, we're using that human way of determining intelligence okay. for cat behavior. What we need to understand is that every cat is a hunter. 
blind cats hunt, cats with no claws hunt, cats with three legs hunt, cats with cancer hunt. So of course you don't wanna take a debilitated animal necessarily and make it difficult for them to get their food. But actually the amount of stress reduction that comes from being able to do your normal behavior, there's evidence in humans that stress reduction helps response to chemotherapy. Some of these, like it doesn't really make sense to talk about the 5% on the outside of the circle when 99, well, I did my math kind of messed up. There's my <laughs> pen degree not showing, but 95% plus of cats are one thing. And that thing is a hunter. So every cat can hunt. And let's be real. My device is a, you know, I don't know, four plus inch by two plus inch it has a fabric mouse shape on the outside because Many cats love to use their teeth and claws and they don't necessarily want to eat in the same place every day. Now, cats in nature are hunting and then they eat where they feel safe. Okay. So, so your cat can actually pick this up and carry it, which to you might seem terrible, but to your cat could be life changing in terms of how they interpret stress. Yeah. So that's why it's in your closet by your shoes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the inside part is just a little plastic container with a sliding. Uh, so it's BPA free and everything goes in the wash. I try to think about people. Everything goes in the washing machine and the dishwasher, but it has a sliding opening enclosure so that you can make it more and more difficult for your cat. The thing that people have such a hard time with is how to introduce a cat to something and to have a little bit of patience. Here's the thing, Arden. Now we talked about Cats are a creature of space. They're also a predator-prey species, and they're also a solitary survivor. Why is that important? I like that, yeah. So a dog or a person feels safe when we're cooperating with others who take care of us. So if you're my person, Arden, and quite frankly, I often wish that you were my person. <laughs> Feel like it would be a good time. Yeah, we would. We would problem solve the world. Right? Yeah. If you were my person and you brought me a new thing that I didn't understand, mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, Arden gave that to me. She must have my best interest at heart. I'm going to check it out. Because we are, we are a cooperative species. And your most dogs feel that way too. So you bring home a new bone for your lab. It's very rewarding for a person when you give them it and they're like tails wagging and they chomp it down and you feel good because they look happy and you understand all of that. You just perfectly described ice cream cone on my dog because I just got <laughs> at Christmas time when she got, oh, for me, for me. Really? And she's a and sweet dog. Great. Yeah. The and then that satisfaction that yeah. you get from that is like amazing, right? And then I gave Casey and Rusty and uh, Mikey uh, a, a little toy and they're like, nice. Yeah. I think I like the wrapping paper better. Here's why. So, that new thing that you brought, if you are a solitary survivor, what that means is. No one, no matter how lovely they are, how much you love them. It's not about love. It's about your brain processes information differently. Anything new to a cat, the way to survive in the world is their brain says that's going to kill you yeah. and no one's going to help you. So until we can prove that that thing is not going to kill me, I don't want anything to do with it. And it smells wrong. We talked about that with the carrier. 
So you have this new thing that you're so excited about, but to a cat, it smells like the pet store or the Amazon truck. And I mean, their sense of smell and interpreting the information coming from that sense of smell is telling them, well, the guy who delivered it was super scared when he came to the door. And wow. then like, they're getting all this information that you have no idea about. And so they see the new thing and they're like, uh, no, thanks. And maybe I'll sniff it, but I'm going to come back to it maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day yep. after I've proven that it's not going to kill me. So how do we Jedi mind trick that? So we need something that is overpoweringly positive that is going to make them risk their life. Really, because that's the yeah. way that they're going to see this situation. So I've now gotten more than 100,000 cats around the globe that have used, I don't even know the number anymore. I stopped counting at 100,000 who use this. And I get cat people like to give me feedback. Good. And one thing that I've learned is just how important the sense of smell is. So when you get the mouse home, we talked about that it has the fabric outside and the plastic inside. What I've learned now is cats so prefer the fabric. Humans don't want to put greasy food into a fabric. So, you know, if I was making it just for the cat, I probably wouldn't. There's a lot of ups and downs. I'm a Libra. I am always a balancing act. So you're doing the same. Exactly. exactly. I'm a Taurus, bull in a china shop. Oh, <laughs> so, which is very funny because most cat people are very delicate. Not me. So if you take the plastic thing out, you just have this kind of mouse sock yeah. with a hole in the top. And if you put some kibble and maybe even some catnip right in there, Right. then that kind of makes sense to them. They've seen something close enough to that before, and the fabric isn't as scary. And then they can mash that down with their face. So we've trained them to eat from a bowl for all these years. So that feels safe to them, even though it's not normal for a right. cat. It, they've normalized it over the years, and it feels safe. And then when they stick their face into it. What is magical about that is they're going to be happy eating and playing with the catnip and cats. Again, we got to turn what is a problem into our superpower. Cats have pheromone glands on their cheeks. And when they're happy, they release chemicals that you can't see, you can't smell that say this thing is good and it's mine. So you're kind of tricking them into depositing that happy, good stuff onto the fabric. Once they've gotten used to that a day or two, don't rush. Humans are right. always in a rush. Like, look, we did it fast. We're the winner. That does not work with cats. Yeah. Because to a cat, again, you changed it. Now it might kill me. So we can go slow. And then when we go and put the plastic piece back in, because that is hygienic and we can put it in the dishwasher and all that stuff, you haven't grossed up your mouse too much. It was a day or two. And you can yeah. put it in the dish in the washing machine. And now the cat's like, oh, wait, I remember that mouse. And it smells right. Yeah, now there it's you got go. this weird plastic thing in it that is going to take me some time to make sure it doesn't kill me. But I think I get it now. So when we think about the problem of introducing something new to a cat, you, now you know. You bring home that new cat tree that you just spent, you know, whatever, a lot of money on. But it smells like the strange things. If it was in a pet store, maybe a dog peed on it. And you or know, I did. I don't know. Sneezed yeah. on it. And some kids smeared some stuff on it. And it smells like weird things and fear. And so there's no way I'm going on that cat tree. So 
we think I wasted my money. That is not correct. What we need to do is go over to the blanket or the bed where your cat spends all its time and wipe that. Imagine like, you know, a disappearing ink. So there's disappearing cat safety messages on the places where they spend all their time. Rub yeah. that. People are going to think you're a lunatic because we don't have the senses to perceive this. You have to learn it. You're not going to innately know this. But if you rub that all over the cat tree and then put food and treats up there, yep. better yet, in a mouse. And then they're going to be willing. So now it smells like me, which is good. Yeah. Yep. And there's food up there. So I'm willing to risk my life now because I have enough information saying that this is going to be safe. Right. And I can understand that it's worth it for me to give it a go because there's food up there. And once I've done that a couple of times, now it's mine and I'm cool. That's right. Hey, guys, we're going to have to have Dr. Liz Bales come back in about a month that she's willing, because we just learned some things, some take-home messages. First of all, the nose knows. Do not think of your cat as a small human, and they need to hunt. They need to catch. And so we are just cracking the code of the feline mystique with one of the most renowned cat veterinarians on the planet, Dr. Liz Bales. I wish we could go longer because I really am digging this. I've already taken like six pages of notes. How's that? Still, after all, I'm like in love with this information every time I think about it. That's good. I'll come. To, can we come tomorrow? I'll come back. Am I too needy? I'm like a lab. I really am way more like a Labrador retriever than a cat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I say. I'm like a Labrador puppy. Hey, guys, please check out Dr. Liz Bales. Go to docandphoebe.com. How else can people uh, check you out? Because you're all over the internet. Yeah, check me out on all the social channels at Doc Liz Bales Veterinarian. And also, I write as much as I can for anyone who'll listen. So I write for veterinarians in DVM 360 and other veterinary publications. I write for Fear Free. I write for, what's that other magazine that you don't write for? Modern oh, Modern Cat. Cat. I have no problem. I'm fine. The more <laughs> good knowledge is out there, I'm fine. They're you know. great folks. And basically anywhere where I feel like I can help people understand this really different way of thinking, because once you get these little nuggets, everything starts to make sense. And it does, you're gonna, it does. your cat's going to really appreciate it. Well, right now I'm doing this show in my backyard art stand office with three cats and three dogs. And they're like, power to the Dr. Liz. We like the Dr. Liz. <laughs> hey, everybody. Also want to give a shout out to my producer, Mark Winner. He is the brains behind Pet Life Radio, the longest running and largest and most listened to pet radio network on the planet. And kudos to, to Mark. He's my radio husband. <laughs> We've been together 13 years. You guys are fancy. I'm just saying. Thanks, oh, yeah. Mark. Yeah, he's smiling. He's smiling. He's, he's like the wizard of paws. He's like behind the scenes. <laughs> hey, guys. Also, I did uh, during COVID updated my website, artandmore.com. Makes it easy. Or, you know, I'm a pet first aid instructor, pet first aid for you. 
check it out. I love to have you guys take one of my classes. And every Wednesday night, Dr. Liz has been on it. I host Meowie Hour presented by the Cat Fancier Association. So like Dr. Liz and Mark, I wear a lot of collars in the pet world. (laughs) Until next time, though, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.